0: What's your message to all the young Virat Kohli's watching this and young Jemima Rodricks is watching this who will take the country further?
1: You know, I'm so glad you used the second name. I think when I watch the women's uh, league, it's like watching a new emerging uh, kind of activity. You, you know, Vikings would
0: always invade with the women as well. Okay. All right. We need to be Vikings uh, now.
1: You notice I'm not disputing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why
0: are you doing this podcast?
1: You know, I'm doing this podcast one because I like
0: you. Huh? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Shankar, the Minister of External Affairs on TRS, possibly the most requested episode we've had in the longest time because we've done so much geopolitical content and this legend has come up so much on the show. That we just had to bring him on TRS. Keep in mind, this is a very short episode. There was a time constraint because of schedules on that particular day. So I couldn't podcast exactly the way I wanted to with Dr. Jaishankar. But it's a beginning. You're going to see an incredible episode of TRS up ahead. Special thanks to My Go of India for making this happen. This is my mid 20s dream to talk to this man, considering how much he's done for the country, considering how he's rewritten the country's branding on a global stage. This was a great icebreaker with the legend. As I said earlier, I was a little nervous to speak to the cabinet ministers, but Dr. Jai Shankar made me feel extremely comfortable. That's his actual real life vibe. If you're a young, motivated Indian. And that's what this particular episode one with Dr. Jai Shankar was about. It was about the young the new and the motivated India. I hope you enjoy this particular episode. I hope every single young Indian watches this episode because to be honest, jokes apart, we're living through some intense times and we need to turn to people like Dr. Jaishankar for guidance about the future. So I'm going to let you slip into the episode. It is a slightly shorter episode. We will come back with a much longer one with Dr. Jaishankar, but for now, Enjoy this legendary piece of TRS. Dr. Jay Shankar, the most requested podcast possibly that we ever had. How how are you? And why do you think
1: that is? <laughs> well, I'm good. Uh, been a busy few weeks. Uh, okay. But uh, I would say probably people are more interested in foreign policy. Uh, nowadays. Nowadays. Uh, uh, and maybe they'll come to watch you. <laughs> uh, you know.
0: So, uh, I mean, geopolitics is one of those subjects that people have been lapping up only recently, but lapping it up heavily and you're the poster boy for everything that's happening correct geopolitically for india uh
1: okay that's good to know uh but uh, you know i in a way it's it's natural look what do we do most of the time uh, you get up in the morning first thing you do is reach out for your phone right mm. huh? and see what is it you missed when you're sleeping mm. now what it's done is it has connected us completely to the world yeah hmm? And because of the phone and then you build everything around it. Uh, uh, once you start getting used to global content and global comparisons, then, uh, you know, what you eat, what you read, what you think, everything becomes global. Yeah. So we are, I mean, that's why they call it globalization. Mm. Okay.
0: Uh, simple question for you. Who is Dr. S. J. Shankar, the man like that people don't know? I'll tell you why. Right now you're very popular on shorts and reels mm-hmm. for your very aggressive uh comebacks and your very aggressive responses. And in many ways, I feel like Virat Kohli and yourself are the faces of young India in some
1: ways. This is but how there, young there's India is a thinks. slight age difference <laughs> between us.
0: <laughs> no, but you're still, you're still the guy young India is like cheering for. When we see you up there talking to all these people from other countries, we're like, yep, that's that's the response that they should get.
1: Look, uh you know. I'm a trained diplomat whose general SOP is, you know, keep it, play it cool, uh, uh, sort of don't make too many waves, etc. Uh Now, partly, I have transitioned into being uh, a political face. Okay. But even, I would say, the diplomatic side of me, which is still very deep, uh, Uh, After all, I've done it for 45 years, maybe more now. Uh, It's like this, you know, I'm very uh, nice to people who are nice to me. When I get pushed, I think it's natural to push back. And one of the things that has been happening to a bit is in the last year, year and a half, people have been pushing us a bit, you know. So, So I feel i mean it's it's you you raised uh, you brought up virat kohli a cricket analogy you know if uh, you get a few bouncers you 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 want <laughs> to you want to do something with it no hit that pull yeah, shot yeah uh, yeah
0: okay um you know when you say the sentence when i get pushed in many ways your i get pushed is actually when india gets pushed Absolutely. and you are the personification of india on a global scale keeping that in mind i want to ask you why pm modi said that you have Adbud thoughts.
1: Uh, no, I I not. He didn't exactly say Adbud. I think he said Andaruni. Andaruni. Okay, uh, Unko Bhat Anubhav. Hai. Look, to be very frank, we had got off a plane. I was myself a little bit zonked uh, getting off the plane. <laughs> uh, and he was talking about uh, uh, just outside to a group of supporters. And uh, I guess I, I didn't ask him after that, okay? I guess what he was really saying is, look, this guy has watched a lot of people come and go. Uh, so, he's seen a lot. So, maybe you should talk to him and ask him what you know. what's different. What's your gauge? Or what's different?
0: Yeah, about you.
1: No, I don't think it was so much what he was talking about me. He was actually saying that, look, guys, talk to him because he will tell you how much you know, uh, the Prime Minister's visits have changed, how much foreign policy has changed, how much the country has changed. So it was more his, you uh, know, my thoughts rather than me as a subject that he was talking about. <laughs> uh, that's my my take I of it. I think it's okay. one and the
0: same thing. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. I had Ishant Sharma on the show yesterday. He's oh, really? A cricketer. Uh, okay. And uh, he spoke about how after a certain point, because you've played so much cricket and you have so many experiences that you've had, Your pattern recognition improves. Some people would call pattern recognition, intuition or the sixth sense. Mm -hmm. I am 100% sure that even on a geopolitical scale, there is a role of your sixth sense. Absolutely. I agree with you. Can you talk a little bit about this? Like a slightly higher level of pattern recognition or even go one level higher than that? Is there like a spiritual aspect? I mean, I use that word cautiously.
1: No, look, what happens is uh, there is, this is partly experience. But it's partly also hard work hmm? any business you again, we are using a sports, but I would use it in my own own line of work uh, you You spend a lot of time reading other players, understanding their game, you know their their play, how 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 does it work, their mind games which they try on you. So you try to see patterns in other people, in other countries, in other, uh, you know, other foreign ministries, et cetera, just like you do in sports. So in that sense, there's something very, it's a, it's a competitive activity. So if you're going up against a competitor and I am a very competitive person. Okay. I mean, when you ask me that bit, I, I absolutely <laughs> let you know, I mean, I try to work out as much of it in sports, but I still have a lot left over uh, for my real business. So, when, you, when you, if you are a competitive person, the, all the time your sixth sense, as you call it, is working on you are you know, one part I'm listening to you, but if, you know, I've seen you do this before, we've talked before, I've seen, I've prepared by uh, watching you or studying you before, the sixth sense takes over. So, sometimes, you know, when you are in a situation, people sometimes ask you saying, oh, did you think about that line before? I didn't. I mean, that sixth sense takes over at that time because you already kind of, you know, it's moving faster than your mind. Mm. And it's actually telling you, okay, this, they're going to hit you with this. So you're already processing it. So you 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 see that coming at you before it actually uh, comes at you. So uh, that's, that I would say it's more like a instinct, right? You called it spirituality. I wouldn't go that far, but you know sure uh uh there you have but you know i i just want to round off the earlier point if you asked me what you know what did pm mean by that what has changed i think one part is we are really, really living uh, under uh, prime minister modi in a different era i mean he has been in many ways personally transformational he's he's churned the system in, in a very very radical way I mean, I, you know, I joined the government when another Gujarati was a prime minister. Maraji Desai. Okay. So that's how far back I go. A lot of people, you know, your listeners would be wondering, okay, what the hell is he even talking about? (laughs) No, no. You're
0: still the poster boy of young India.
1: But, but look, uh, it's not often you get people in any line of business. Leave alone in something like running a nation. You can have the big thoughts, you know, the strategic ideas, the grand vision. Very seriously, you have the the revolutionary concepts that you chart out, okay, there's a different way of looking at a problem. That's one skill. And then you have going down to the details saying, okay, this this needs to be tweaked. That detail needs to be looked at. This problem needs to be fixed. Guys, you haven't done uh, the backup on this. Usually, there are talented people, inspired people who get the big picture. There are people who are very grounded, who, who kind of uh, go down, drill down. It's very rare to find it in one person. Mm. And that, I would say to me, is a very singular quality uh, Prime Mr. Modi. Yeah. And that makes it very, in a way, very interesting to may- work with him, but it makes it very challenging. Because he can challenge you right up there. He can challenge you Right down there, you know. In what's your current challenge? Look, it's the world's a tough place right now. Uh, you we barely come out of this COVID thing. Um, you had this Ukraine conflict, uh, and all the the consequences which came out of it. You know, uh, energy, food, inflation, fertilizer. Uh, if we had not handled it well, uh, we actually, you know, the Indian consumer today. The average person, you and me, it would have actually hit us in our pockets. You know, we would have, we would have seen much higher inflation. We'd be paying much more for our oil than uh, we are. So, uh, I'm actually looking at the world when at a world where everything is coming at me at the same time. You know, there's a health issue coming at me. There's an energy issue coming at me. Uh, I have a set of border problems on the boundary border areas with the Chinese. Uh, I have the pending, oh, you know, the old problem uh, with the Pakistanis who, you know, uh, have have uh, uh, been doing terrorism for so long. Uh, and at the same time, I'm growing. You know, my people are traveling abroad. And for me, one big part is how, you know, foreign policy is not a kind of a board game or an academic exercise. It actually affects every person. So. In my own mind, it's, it's like, how do I get this foreign policy for you, you personally? Right. You know, how do I secure you when you travel? How do I look after you when you get into problems? How do I make sure if you're a student uh, that you can work on the side and support yourself? Or that, you know, you don't have to wait for two and a half years for a visa by a foreign embassy. So it's, as I said, I've also learned these small things, it's the big things. You got to get them both, right?
0: Uh, the one truth I've learned about geopolitics is that it's money-oriented. If you have the money, it helps you geopolitically. The Second truth I've learned is that, and this I've learned in the last three days speaking to the cabinet ministers, All right, is that the role of entrepreneurs is just do your own thing, create employment, increase the exports of the country, help the country become richer. Um, would you like to give the youth and especially entrepreneurs any other geopolitical advice when it comes to this I don't want to use the phrase India versus China, but this whole
1: scenario. How can we help? No, I look. I think you're smart. Not using that phrase India versus <laughs> India versus China for this reason. Uh, yes, we have issues with China, but that's not the only issue. I mean, we have to be fundamentally competitive. Mm. You know, uh, if I uh, if I do not have the factories. If I do not have the, uh, the, as you say, the entrepreneurship, the businesses, the startup, the agriculture, huh? uh, the infrastructure, it's not just the, the Chinese. The rest of the world will also run over me. So, you know, it is at the end of the day, there are roughly 200 nations in the world. Okay, okay, maybe about a 125, maybe much smaller. Okay, after that, once you start grading them. There will be a zone, okay? There'll be a zone of countries who constantly compete with each other. They could even be friends. You know, the US and Europe are friends. They compete like hell. Okay? So you'd have a Europe, you'd have an America, Russia, China. Then you add, you know, maybe countries who are economically smaller than us, but they would compete in certain fields. So, I mean, say, for example, you have a Vietnam. A Vietnam is a much smaller economy. But the fact is, Vietnam competes when it comes to certain kinds of investment. Okay. So the bottom line, I think, what the young people need to know is that today, it is all about building strengths. That when you say make in India, when you say start up India, when you say Gati Shakti, you know, you need... Nobody is going to manufacture in India if your infrastructure is lousy. Okay? So they need to see the, you know, the smart ports, the good roads the rapid movement of goods now uh, if you have to do all this if you really need to create jobs to me at the end of the day it's all about creating jobs and opportunities there are many roads to it even foreign policy i would say especially foreign policy is one route which is our job is also to market india to brand india to to make india a magnet so that the rest of the world says okay these are responsible guys these are safe guys Let's go and do business. You know, they're not going to steal your stuff. Mm.
0: Okay. Basically, chase excellence, create employment. Absolutely. Uh, and as we move forward in this chase of individual excellence, you will achieve national excellence. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. In the sport of global, I mean, in the global sport of geopolitics.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well well said. Uh,
0: when you meet one of our rival nation's foreign ministers, uh-huh. like we saw you doing the namaste to Bilawal Bhutto. Uh, what is your interaction with him, which the news doesn't capture, which only podcasts can potentially capture. <laughs> and what's your interaction like with, say, the Chinese foreign minister, if you meet him?
1: Diplomacy is, a, is an art of detail in a way. Okay, there's a lot of nuance, you know, body language, how you dress, what you say, how you look, how you hold your hands or don't hold your hands. So all of, all of this uh, counts. Uh, you. It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. It depends, you know, the the contextual relationship. relationship. Yes. Yes. That also. Okay. So you try to use. Uh, you try to use. It's a bit like a choreography. So you you use that occasion to do the signaling. I I could modulate it uh, depending on that. So it would it would depend on on the situation. So there are times and occasions. Uh, so. I, I wouldn't say there's a single formula. Okay.
0: Uh, very raw question for you. Sir, please. So pardon me if I'm crossing a no, line. No, here. No. Uh what's the most pissed off you've gotten at one of these meetings? I'm sure something would have been said that just irritated you as a human being. And what was your response? And you don't need to name or you can name if you wish.
1: You know, rarely by personal things, because mostly I've learned to absorb it. Uh, it it uh, sort of uh, uh, I take it's power for the cause for me. That's okay? yes, so. What happens is things do get under my skin. And I, I give you a recent example. I've spoken about it. You know, I was getting, I was actually landed, I forget, from Bangalore or something on a plane. And I saw this picture of this guy climbing up the Indian High Commission in London and trying to pull down a flag. So absolutely, it got under my skin. So, oh, uh, if people, you know, they try and score points. You know, I I personal points, I just shrug it. Okay, I put if if I feel in some way the collective I in some way is demeaned or attacked or something, yes, I, you know, that's when when I said, when I get pushed. Okay. I mean, that, that I, as you rightly said, is not me the I, but I the India. But that sense that somewhere if you are not given the respect or you're not, uh, you if your people are condescending or... Sometimes people ambush you. Uh, when? Okay.
0: And professionally, when do you feel the most alive? Like when do you feel that you were born to do exactly this?
1: Uh, that's a feeling which kind of grew on me over a period of time. Uh, part of it was, you know, I actually studied international relations, which is not that usual for people in diplomats. Now, I'm... Uh, I'm only the second foreign minister who's actually been a diplomat. Natwar Singh was the only other guy uh, who'd been in that. So in a sense, uh, you know, my studies, my my first long profession, my current, uh, my current uh, uh, responsibility, and even I had a brief break in business. Even that was international. I was with the Tata group and they gave me a kind of role in international business. So I've been, in that sense, that feeling that you're bound to do this, frankly, has grown a lot. And uh, in a way, you know, I also came from a household which was very international. I live international. I mean, uh, you know, my family relationships are international. I spend most of my time international. So uh, I guess it's sort of in you. Okay.
0: But at this stage of your life, is there any moment?
1: Occasionally, you know, I do give lifestyle advice to younger people. Rarely, <laughs> rare, mostly when they ask. Okay, okay. I, I don't dispense okay. otherwise. I, I tell people, look, if you like, if you really like doing something, you'll be very good at it. Hmm? The problem with most of us is we end up doing things which are not necessarily what we want to do. It's what we're told to do. Is what we told to do, or we, you know, circumstances make you sure? Okay, so uh, for me, look, I always liked reading about the world. I like listening to music of the world. I like eating global food. Sometimes consuming YouTube podcasts. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so 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 you know, it, it's been a, a mix of all of that. So that what you say, we are bound to do it. Yeah, sure. I mean, all of this gets into that. Yeah, you you. It's a, okay. it's a natural. Okay, you know, all right. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is a question that comes from the engineer inside me. Are you following the AI revolution based on whatever's happening in the world? I'm sure you are. Uh <laughs> I mean, that was just an intro to the question, okay? That's podcasting techniques. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the role of AI. I would love for you to also give an input on the role of quantum computing because it's come up in geopolitical conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you look at it from your perspective? The future of technology, I don't know if you should watch this a show called Black Mirror. Mm
1: -hmm. No, I haven't.
0: Okay, it's about the technologies that are upcoming. Uh And Yuval Noah Harari says that the stuff they've shown in Black Mirror is so realistic, it's either already happening or it's going to happen in 5 to 10 Mm. years.
1: Or it'll happen once you watch the show.
0: (laughs) Possibly. Because science fiction determines where science goes. Uh. But uh, do you follow uh, whatever's happening in the world of engineering technology? And how do you look at it affecting our country? our fallen policy, et cetera, et cetera.
1: You know, I'm not an engineer and I'll give you what I hope is like a common sense answer from my perspective. And I'll take you back actually to your first question.
0: Sure. You
1: asked me, do I watch patterns? Okay. Sure, I watch patterns. That's how I do my business. That's why I think I can be good at my business. Now, just imagine, I am humanly, because I have limited capabilities as a human being, I'm watching the patterns of 200 people who I deal with every day. Imagine if I could process the patterns of 200 million people. Okay. That's the world which is, you are talking about. But uh, with each one of us, we are a, like a walking emitter of electronic patterns. Okay. You know, what you download, what you say, what you listen to, what you buy, what you eat. You're creating, I mean, earlier on, there would have been a pattern, but you couldn't see it. Okay. Today, that pattern is organized. It has actually become a business. It has become politics. It has become strategy. It is actually, at the end of the day, this, this uh, how do you uh, sort of mega process patterns? And that then gives you a fantastic edge. So, I mean, imagine, imagine a Virat Kohli who, has at his fingertips everything about everybody is ever going to be batting against man that's a dream world' isn't it? He'll
0: be able to predict each delivery each strategy so maybe the way we should build out artificial intelligence as humans is we should develop an AI based assistant for you <laughs> for you to be able to you know that's not worry, said. it'll happen or <laughs> well, is it already happening you never know okay um How often do quantum computing conversations come up? Because it's come up on the show from a geopolitical perspective. The first country that cracks it will...
1: Right now, actually, if you ask me what's right on our plate, it's much more semiconductors. You know, there's this whole chip war uh, which is going on. You can say a tech war which is going on. Uh, So a lot of what we are doing today is about that. Uh, And uh, uh, it's about uh, how do you actually prepare for an era where, you know, uh sort of chips you can say is the new oil mm. uh, and uh, uh, in fact i you know i i was uh, a week ago in europe uh, and uh, uh, thereafter with the pm in uh, the at the quad in uh, in uh, japan and uh, a big part of those conversations were really about how you know countries cooperate to ensure uh, what we call trusted collaboration which is uh, Countries who have that uh, faith in each other, uh, who have similar systems. We use the word like-minded. You know, these are normally market economies, democracies. Uh, sort of uh, How, you know, people with companies who follow company ethics and rules yes. like we know. How do these countries really come together and create a, a kind of a supply chain? Now, here's the bit which I think particularly uh, your younger listeners should look at. Uh, there was a time 10 years ago, well, maybe now seven, eight years ago even, I used to go around telling people, saying, you know, look, uh, you need to open up your economy more, you know, mobility. There's Indians who would be looking for uh, opportunities to work because we we really started, uh, especially under Prime Minister Modi, He one thing he keeps dinning into us, you know, think of the world as a global workplace. Okay, this is one Regular message we get from him in every possible way. As a global workplace? Global workplace. That don't think, you know, your work opportunities could be anywhere. Now, it's your job in foreign policy to open up those doors. Okay. You know, why should a talented Indian be restricted? Okay. Now, if you are going to work everywhere, and this doesn't have to be rocket science. Okay. I mean, you have people working in merchant shipping and air crews. Uh, in blue-collar jobs, in professional jobs, a chartered account, any profession you take, how do you actually give a full kind of uh, space for Indian talent to do its best? Now, coming back to this, I find because today we are moving into that tech competition or tech wars era, there's a huge demand today for trusted talent, for people who play by the rules, who understand how the international uh, you know business systems work skilled people talented people and these are you know these are the age group you know we are looking at kind of below 35 they are massively in demand uh, in the world and we just came out of australia we did a mobility agreement uh, the week before i signed one with austria austria you know is not a country which you'd regu- immediately think of in terms of uh, migration uh, done it with Germany, uh, with a number of European countries, and even with the U.S. Uh, you know, Prime Minister is going to be going there next month. Uh, a lot of it is look: uh, how do we create the flows? Now, these kind of flows are going to be very different. It's you know, it's like the world. You are very familiar, perhaps more than me. Your habits change. People don't have to leave India anymore to work somewhere. The global workplace doesn't mean you shift your place. It just means your employer doesn't have to be in the same town or the same country, you know, or the service you render doesn't have to be there. So that's the kind of world, you know, we are getting prepared for. So for me, if you look at the at the tech space, uh, the global workplace, the mobility, the semiconductor, the what are called critical emerging technologies, this is really and what is sucking up the oxygen.
0: When I was growing up in the 2000s and early 2010s, You'd often go for family functions where the families would encourage the kids to leave India. And that used to piss me off when I was a kid. Why do you want to leave your country? Mm. Let's do something for the country. Maybe that's just the cricket fan and me talking. But it led me in the right direction. More than half of all the engineering students with me in college left the country. Mm. Uh, A lot of them wish to come back. I want you to directly address those people who are on the fence about coming back. How do we reverse this brain drain problem? That's one part of the question. Two... Please address the parents who still want their kids to leave the country. And please address the kids who want to leave the country for whatever reason. Look,
1: you know, I I, I would put it, I would define the issue differently from you. Sure. If you define it as, you know, brain drain, here's our country, there is abroad, why are you leaving? Uh, You're making it a, a kind of choice which you may not necessarily get the outcomes you want. I put it to you very differently. It's, you know, the world's like a kind of a membrane. Huh? You can go in and out. And actually, that's what's going to happen. You know, I see, I you know, i actually encounter a lot of people who do a job, go abroad, do a job, come back, go again abroad. The days when you said, oh, if I leave a foreign country and come back to India, my, you know, oh my God, maybe I'll never go back again. Now, that's no longer the case. So... What you say, yeah, sure. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, that's the way the world was. I think we need to today recognize that, uh, you know, there was a time when you said a short-term job is what is the employer's preference. But a lot of people today uh, would actually say, okay, let me take this, but I'm not sure I'm going to commit my entire life to this. That's also happening. So the job is changing, the people are changing, mobility is changing, global economy is changing. I think you're going to see a lot of this up and down uh, uh, you know, movement. And people will also realize in many industries that actually Mm -hmm. you may get an opportunity in India which may be better than an opportunity uh, abroad. Yeah. Yeah. We have too
0: many... Indian Steve Wozniak sitting in America right now who've studied, gained experiences of working in tech there. We have a lot of Steve Jobses in India who are looking for Wozniaks to come back here and build the kind of companies that we're seeing built out in Silicon Valley. So do you have anything to say about
1: that? Is that correct thinking? Look, uh, uh, I've been to Silicon Valley a few times. I see changes even in Silicon Valley. Uh, Silicon Valley today is much more interested in the valleys of India. That's also happening. So it's not like, it's not like escape to Silicon Valley and guys, now I found Nirvana anymore. Anymore. Sure, sure. I I think you're seeing a a lot of people, you know, out there coming back. You, You know, after all, look, even poor people out there, when they now see uh, I mean, you take the example of Apple. Okay, you know, you know why it's been an important event is it's had a very strong resonance at different levels. It's had a resonance in manufacturing. It's it's a it's a kind of validation of an improved business atmosphere. It's also, by the way, a testament to the quality of people they find. Now, this frankly, this wouldn't have happened ten years ago. Mm. So it's a, it's a very good example look, I can always tell anybody, you know, everything is much better 10 years. Now you'll say, okay, show me the proof. To me, that's a proof. You know, when you actually have uh, good global companies, and the other uh, interesting thing is when you have Indian companies, the big ones, who are actually now saying, you know, maybe maybe I'm going to invest a bit more in India. Uh, I don't need to necessarily hedge by going out. Uh, so that too is a factor. So things are happening. Okay. Why are you doing this podcast? You know, I'm doing this podcast, one, because I like you. Huh? Uh, I But two, uh, I'm also doing it because I feel today you need to, to get people to understand what, what we are about, what the government's about, what the world is about. And different people... Uh, different people absorb differently. Okay, uh, you know there are still people. I mean, the beauty with India is you have uh, twenty different mediums spread over two hundred years. All of them are still working. Huh? You, you know, it's like having an old model that's also working, and the latest gizmo is also working. So today, monkey bath also works. Okay, newspapers also work. But it's it's who you are talking to. So, uh, you know, this is a different set of people I'm talking to, a different generation of people I'm talking to.
0: I would love to believe that my podcast audience is the one that wants aggressive growth. It's the Virat Kohli's of uh, the future of this country. I hope so. Uh, So, considering that these are all extremely aggressive leaders, one last question for you on this chat, and I hope it's the first chat of many, many more chats that we have eventually. What's your message to all the young Virat Kohli's watching this? And young Jemima Rodericks is watching this, who will take the country further.
1: You know, I'm so glad you used the second name uh, because, uh, I mean, I, I actually this year got really, I mean, it's something which I followed for some time. But I, I think when I watch the women's uh, league, uh, and, I, and I find uh, that's something uh, which is also really, uh, you know, when you, it's like watching a new emerging uh, kind of activity. Uh, but uh, you, you know, Vikings would always
0: invade with the women as well. Okay, all right. We need to be Vikings now.
1: Uh, Any, let's okay. go on. Uh, you notice I'm not disputing it.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, the uh, the no look, my message would be: uh, different era have self belief. I uh, mean, this the the kind of opportunities, the 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 uh, the possibilities of this era are very different. Uh, I think today is very important at one level. You know, I spoke about thinking big uh, and thinking kind of practical, deep detail. Similarly, I would say we need to look at the big choices we make, the national choices we make. We need to look at the personal choices we make. They're not divorced from each other. A good, sound national choice actually widens your personal choices. Uh, and I, you know, Look, anybody with age wants to be younger. Okay, it's a, it's a natural feeling, but truly, for someone who's today, say twenty, there's a world waiting on them, for to happen. Uh, and and I I uh, I think it's the obligation of people like us uh, to, to to sort of open that up as much, to prepare it as much, to create that kind of favorable ground. And when I uh, you know, maybe in the next chat, we should do this. Actually, you look at Indian cricket and Indian diplomacy. I, I think there's a lot that they could learn uh, from each other. That could be a subject in itself.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, So many more tangential questions just related to that thought. Um, One last question. There's also a lot of YouTubers. And I would like to say extremely early thought leaders. Maybe we are because we do influence a large mass of people what's your message for them do what role do we have uh for our country
1: look i i think the uh, today you honestly don't have to be experienced which is another nice way of saying a little older to 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 lead you know leadership can come from a young person conversely you know there are there are people uh, who who uh, may be older who would relate to a young person precisely because they have that kind of confidence. You know, I I was I uh, I was very struck. I was reading something which P V Sindhu had written, and one of the points she made was, how is it that Narendra Modi is today a youth icon? You know, why is he a youth icon? It's a very interesting question. It's worth thinking about. So I think that's a good note. Uh, to end this session so i i too look forward to another one uh, at some stage i have given you an idea today but always open to your thoughts
0: dr jay shankar honor of my life that's all i will say thank you for everything you're doing the whole i is india conversation mm-hmm. uh, we all know that secretly uh, the youth is obsessed with geopolitics nowadays thank you sir means a lot looking forward to talking to you sure. again if i may uh, be able to do so i would like to fist bump sure, you sure. And say thank you, sir. Thank you. Learning from thank you, you every day. That was the episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. Big tick mark on my own uh, career objective sheet. This is a legend. I just spoke to a legend. Trust me, it took time to sink in. Like, it was just a 45 minute conversation, and I know that the next time I meet him, it's going to be a two hour conversation. We're going to go much deeper, we're going to cover many more topics. I'm going to ask him a lot more questions that Abhijit Chavda, Rajiv Malhotra, Abhijit Aiyar Mitra have raised in my mind, but that's for the next time. For now, I request you to share this episode as much as possible. More cabinet minister interviews are coming up. Thanks to MyGo of India helping TRS crack these conversations. Please give me your feedback, ladies and gentlemen. I want to know what you thought of this conversation. I want to know what we can improve. And I want to know who else you'd like to see when it comes to this political phase of TRS. I always try bringing out the human side of the person. And I hope that you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoy creating them for you. Lots of love to you guys. Lots of gratitude. Dr. Jashankar will be back on TRS. Lots of love and gratitude and bonner to him. Thank you, sir, for everything you do for the country. I hope to see you soon. It was an honor speaking to you. And it's always an honor creating episodes for you guys. Ranveer, we'll see you soon, everybody.